And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. Welcome and good morning. He is Eric Curley and I'm Gary McNamara. So, yeah, I just found this. This came out certain about 8 o'clock last night from NBC News. All right. And I, we got to bring it up because yesterday, what you were getting from the White House is... This is horrible because President Biden has been a complete victim in this. He is completely helpless to do anything on the border. He was totally relying on Congress to give him any kind of authority, uh, you know, whatsoever, because he's just been completely helpless uh, on this because Congress has not acted, which we all know is a lie. Yeah. Yeah. He created this. He could stop it. Now, this is amazing after yesterday of listening to all that from the White House, because this came out from NBC. The Biden administration is considering executive action to deter illegal migration at the southern border. I can't make this up. With border security legislation unlikely in Congress, the White House wants to take action. Migrant crossings are expected to soar back to last year's record levels. And this came out at 8.15 p.m. last night. So mm-hmm. the bill was already defeated. The, right. Biden, the Biden administration is considering taking executive action to deter illegal migration across the southern border, according to two U.S. officials. <laughs> As passing legislation on border security in Congress appears unlikely... The plans under consideration signal that the White House wants to take action before numbers at the border, which have dropped in the past month, rise again as expected. The plans have been under consideration for months. <laughs> the official how, said. How many months, Gary? Would that be 36 months? <clears throat> you know, like three, three years, years, more than a thousand days. Wow. Wow. In December, as Congress prepared to leave town for the holidays with no border solution, illegal crossing at the southern border hit records of more than 10,000 per day. The unilateral measures under consideration 
might upset some progressives in Congress. Oh, really? The officials said, but they noted that Democratic mayors who have asked for more help from the federal government to handle the influx of migrants in their cities would be pleased. The measures are still not drafted and are not expected to take place anytime soon. All right, then. So, Like we have stated, the president, now NBC is admitting that the president has not been helpless in this situation. It just takes away that argument. That's why I think that a lot of, especially on, again, I don't take it as as too seriously on social media, but a lot of the, uh, a, a lot of people on the on the right, Republicans, whatever, were saying, oh, Republicans are going to lose the, the political argument now. And I went, no, they're not. No, they're not. No, they're, no, they're not. not. No, they're not. Argue the facts, uh, lay it out mm-hmm. the way we've laid it out, the way that uh, Senator Ted Cruz has laid it out. And, and you know, the, I think because when you say, well, they've given the advantage to the Democrats. No. Passing that heaping, steaming pile into law would have created a permanent hole in the border. Uh, no, absolutely not. That is, it, it, We've criticized Republicans for not being able to get the message across. This is not a failure of the GOP in the Senate. Now, there were a number of missteps. I still have a lot of questions for Lankford. But the American people, you could tell things were changing. Think about that. What was it? You know, you go back to uh, Lankford's two appearances on a Sunday morning. Uh, He did a Fox News Sunday and, and Face the Nation. And, you know, well, these are just Internet rumors about the bill. And then everybody screamed, and we were part of that. Okay, you can solve that by releasing the bill. Show us the bill. Let us see what's in it. You keep saying these things are false. But let's, and and by the way, who was it? Was it Langford that said, um, now it does give discretion. Boom. And we stopped. I think you stopped the audio cut right there. It's like, there you have it. Discretion is that key word. Because that the, means right. they get to decide. Right. And the, the problem is not the text of the legislation that might sound good. Right. The parts of it that might sound that might, okay. That right. might sound yeah. okay, and that's yeah. the direction we should be going in. Right. It doesn't matter what's in the bill as long as this president has the discretion to follow it or not. Right. End of story. Right. Because for uh, I think it's three years. Three? Yeah, I think it might be three years. More than three years. It might be more than three years. It, it, it's more than it, a more thousand than days. More than a thousand days. By the way, we're just quoting Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday when Pete Ducey <laughs> confronted her, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and said, uh, why are you blaming Republicans? Day one, it was all Democrats in office. Yeah. Why are you blaming Republicans? Right. And that's what she said. Well, it's been uh, three years, Peter. You know, it's been three, three years, uh, more than three years. No. It's a, as she was stalling a thousand days. It's you like know, that's a thousand days. No, no. It's not quite four years. Right. Uh, it's more than two years. It's not a decade. You know, a decade is ten years, as we all know. But if if Biden does this, hmm. any type of executive order to stop it, he just makes Republican points. Yeah. Well, we told you he could do it. We told you he could do it. Now, will he fully do what's needed? No. No. 
No, I, I, I don't believe he will. But the fact is, you know, they're not – if they thought they were winning the message and they could get – think about this – and they could get just as many uh, illegal immigrants turned into, my, you know, a temporary – uh, you know, a, a temporary migrants, which means you're technically legal in the country. Right. If they could do it and they thought they had the win that they could blame Republicans for it, do you think that the administration would be considering these laws at all if they thought they had the political win? No. No. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I really am curious to see what this move by the administration is going to be. But I'm with you. It's probably going to be something weak. You know, it's like going after the enemy. You know, well, we didn't actually kill anyone. We didn't actually take any targets out. But, you know, we did something. We did things and stuff. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this though, because when you just said things and stuff, I mean it's the the last uh, the uh, the last couple of days with mm. uh, by the last week with Biden has been horrible. I understand yeah, now. No, I understand now why the administration put him out with the helicopter even closer, so people really can't you know discuss anything with him because he's he's getting bad. Yeah, he's getting, and that should worry every American because. He's the guy in charge if we're attacked, or maybe he's not the guy in charge mm-hmm. if we get to. Well, if we get attacked, he actually is the person in charge. He's yeah. the only one that yeah. can make some of those decisions. And is yeah. he is does he have the cognitive abilities? He was horrible. He's been horrible this week. He's incapable he's been, as a commander. He's been stumbling and yeah. and mumbling and making no sense whatsoever and forgetting which foreign leaders are alive and dead. It's bad right now. It really, really is. Yeah. It, it's, and, and, huh. wow, I really hope he does take questions from the media today. I suspect he won't. But yeah, as you mentioned, there's nothing on the calendar. But 
much to the dismay of Van Jones, who said that they need on CNN, who said and a very liberal individual and, and former strategist said they need to basically hide him in the basement again. They're not doing that. I, we're not going to see Joe Biden on a debate stage. Well, you know, I think but, it was uh, it was CNN uh, talking. I think John Nolte wrote about it yesterday in Breitbart about mm. on uh, CNN. And I just love it because I just found the article. He goes, during a segment on doomed CNN's doomed CNN this morning, I just, <laughs> well, you saw the the ratings had come out last week for him, and they, <laughs> yeah. they've done some shifting around and everything else. Yeah. But they said uh, uh, Selena Moshin, who identifies as Bloomberg's senior Washington correspondent, was asked about President Biden skipping what has become a traditional presidential interview prior to the Super Bowl. Him saying no to something that he's expected to do, a serious interview, he can really get his message out to an audience just sitting waiting for him, waiting for his message, is telling, uh, Motion added, is it because he can't handle it? Is it because he can't handle it? Mm. Well, that's the thing right there. And it's not a serious interview. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, it's remember, it's start- I think the whole thing started with Obama, right? It started in 2009. Yeah. Remember, right. and that was... When, it was an extension of his, of uh, you know his um, his picks, the brackets, his brackets the, yes. for uh, for uh, NCAA, yeah. and 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 that was kind of they were kind of capitalizing on on yeah. that and the social media chatter surrounding that and response to that is like okay well let's start doing a a Super Bowl interview you know why why not. And the only time it got tough was for Trump. Yeah, right. Exactly. But for Biden, they, they you couldn't probably find a friendlier, uh, you know, because uh, it's CBS, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, beyond, beyond CBS. Yeah. Uh, and you could, couldn't find a friendlier news organization to interview you. He can't handle it. Why didn't anymore. they ask Taylor Swift to do the interview? With Joe she, Biden? She would conduct she, the interview. She'd conduct the interview? Yeah. yeah What's your favorite color? Mine's red. I mean, I know that's a Republican color and ew, but. Uh, I'm so happy I have to work Sunday night. I am so happy. Yeah. I, I'm so happy I don't have to go through the Super Bowl garbage. Uh, I, mean, I just, yeah. I just, you know, I, just, I don't miss that at all. Neither do I. I mean, I, you know? I've not seen a. I figured out I've not seen a Super Bowl since. Let me see. I started. I started on the show in 2005. Mm. Uh, since 2007. Okay. All right. So this will really 17 years. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen a play of the Super Bowl. Not a, not a, no, I do remember when Pittsburgh won, I do remember seeing the last touchdown when Pittsburgh won and they mm. scored that touchdown mm. really, really late. Right. Yeah. That I remember. Other yeah. than that, I remember seeing the replay of that. Right. Other than that, I haven't seen anything. I just haven't seen anything of it. Yeah. Once yeah. it's over, it's like, I don't care. I, there's just so many things going on. But the, by the time, with the new cycle the last few years, especially by the time you get to Monday, it's like, if the game's been the night before, it's like, it's a whole new that's done. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's done. old news. By the I time mean, we go on the air, yeah. 
and uh, you know we may men- we'll mention who wins, but it's like well, and it's uh, interesting to look at the breakdown of the audience, how how many viewers they had, that kind oh, of yeah, thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you know, and um, and and also the business behind the ads and how advertising is changing, Bud Light, and how things are, you know, and how consumers are responding, that kind of thing. Uh, what the NFL is doing and promoting as their cause, uh, how they present, you know, their games and the ultimate game, which is the Super Bowl. Those those breakdowns are interesting because it is how we consume entertainment and the media, and it's all a part of that. So it's it's part of that public sentiment. Even though it isn't, <laughs> did you see that the completely politically driven <laughs> that the for the first time ever mm-hmm. the all the major uh, automakers will not be running an ad on the Super Bowl. Yeah, wow. but you know something that I noticed now I watch a lot of streaming, mm-hmm. but you know, and I'm talking about regular streaming TV shows that are streaming instead of, but every single ad I've seen in the last couple of weeks has either been for an electric vehicle or a hybrid. Every single one. Yeah, and so if you're talking about advertising to a mass audience, and you're trying to market hybrids, you're in a limited audience anyway. Yeah, you're in a limited yeah. audience that you're trying to convince. Is it worth spending? Uh, whatever it is, is it million dollars? I don't even know what. Yeah, it is I don't this know year. what the rates are. But a million is it uh, to spend that type of money, or is it more advantageous? Because what was I watching? It happened yesterday. I was on a streaming channel. Oh, I know what it was. Because uh, I started thinking of something else. <laughs> I turned it on. It was actually Pluto, and it was Becker. Oh, yeah, okay. And I went, okay, mm-hmm. are they running, you know, and these are all, you know, high-end SUV hybrids. Hmm. And I'm, as I'm watching Becker, I'm like, oh, they're targeting my age group. No, that's the move. Is the new because that the OEMs are all yeah. saying now. Oh no, we believe the demand is with the demand is it with hybrids. You're pushing the hybrids you're to pu- meet to meet. You're the, pushing uh, the hybrids, but, but if you're pushing the hybrids, you're pushing. It's an expensive vehicle. You're pushing yep. it on high income learners who would be older yeah. who would be watching Becker. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I figured. Yeah, and then with the whole uh, you know with uh, Becker, I just you ever see the show? Yeah, Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I I think he's a genius in that role because. I always thought after Cheers, okay, he typecast himself. Right. He's a completely different character and pulls it off. And I never watched it during its regular run. But I just wondered, I go, did did Ted Danson, did the writers have something there? Because he's angry about everything all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking, is were these writers really ahead of what was coming? I mean, this is really, because if you think about it, on the show, he's a liberal. Yeah. You know, right. he may take populist viewpoints against political correctness and wokeness and things like that. Mm-hmm. But remember, that show was done 23 years ago, 24. Yeah. It was like 99 to 2004 or 5 or something wow, like that. Wow, was it that long yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, but I just, he's just so angry. I'm like, hmm, was he, uh, did he have a crystal ball about the future? <laughs> Eight six six ninety red eye This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, Guaranteed since 1920.
USDA's first forecast for 2024 farm income says in general farmers are going to see their profits down from last year by a big amount, 24%. There are numerous reasons or numerous factors contributing to the forecast decline in farm income. USDA economist Carrie Lichowski gave us a few of those factors. Cash receipts both for crops and animal and animal products are forecast to decline in 2024. Government payments that go to farm operations are expected to decline as well. And production expenses are forecast to increase, which would pull down net income. USDA projects those production expenses to rise by almost 4%, while cash receipts drop by 4 The reason for that reduction in cash receipts lower prices for the commodities that farmers produce. Even so, Litowski says the financial health of the farm sector is expected to remain strong, farm asset values growing faster than farm debt. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Senex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. So I saw that NBC News story on Twitter. I'm just going yeah. through Twitter. Yeah. Excuse me, X. And one of the responses was, because this is what, I just, has anybody written a book of this is what happened inside the Biden administration? All the books written about Trump. I'd love to see a book about the Biden administration. Well, they were writing the the Trump books while Trump was yeah. still in office. But here it is. Uh, this this guy wrote this. He goes, January of 21 to 2024, the border is secure. February 1st through the 6th, I would secure the border if the Republicans would give me that power. February 7th. Well, actually, because <laughs> the NBC story, in case you just tuned in right now, yeah. saying that the president, the administration is considering executive orders in order to stop the flow at the southern border. After all you heard yesterday from Republicans on the White House is the president has been a helpless victim who has been able to do nothing unless the Republicans pass this legislation. Right. <laughs> wow, man. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, a couple of other stories, and we want to make sure we get you your way. You knew this was going to happen eventually. Yeah. A woman's collegiate volleyball game in Toronto, Canada became. Uh, well, male-dominated when the press covering the match revealed that five players were act- a- actually biological males who identified as transgender. Uh, Rebel News reporters attended the January 24th competition between the Centennial Colts and the Seneca Sting after receiving a tip that multiple transgender athletes were playing amongst the women, discovering that the males were definitely the dominant players on the court. 
Uh, shocking video footage capage, captured by the news outlet shows three males were playing for Seneca College while two were playing for Centennial College. The male players were always on the court, the reporter said in a video. So you have biological female substitutes just sitting on the bench for the entire game. The video shows trans players spiking the ball at big speeds, sending female players diving to the ground. Seneca, the team with more uh, male players, won three out of the five matches. Centennial was just outmanned. While Rebel News was viewing and recording the event, security officers attempted to obstruct their camera and asked them to leave the college premises. They stood their ground and began questioning the transgender players on why they were taking uh, away a real woman's sport as the outlet uh, uh, spot, excuse me, as the outlet reported, scholarships are available in the collegiate athletes uh, for the collegiate athletes and could have been given to the man players who dominated uh, the actual game. But you're going to see this like as spreading out more and more and more as scholarships become available. That's where the incentive comes in. That's why economics has always said that where the transgender movement is going is to destroy women's sports. Right. Because once there's scholarships and paid positions, there are going to be males that are interested in that's the incentive to continue in that direction. Right. And with the whole thing of the, uh, you saw that the LPGA now is getting a little bit worried because since like 2010, 2011, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, right. they've accepted, you know, they've said they would accept transgenders and now you have that one transgender golfer who apparently is winning tournaments in the 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 lower level and will soon qualify and once that happens you know look women's golf doesn't pay as much you have men's golf paying four or five million dollars if you win a tournament it may only be uh seven eight hundred thousand for the women but if you look at that paycheck a ton of women make a very very good living on the LPGA tour, right. maybe not to the level of prof- of the the uh, the PGA, mm-hmm. but it's sort of like the NBA versus the WNBA. It's about the audience. It's about the sponsorships and based it, on the audience and and the participation right. and it's about revenue. It's about all of it comes down oh, right. to what they're going to be able to make as a league. And and so there now the fear is starting with the women's golfers. Uh oh. And this is again when they say, "Well, it's they're not going to they're not going to try to dominate." Well, yeah, now we're seeing they are in major sports, uh, in major sports, whether it's uh, you know uh, uh, college sports mm-hmm. or now threatening some female sports professionally. That's where that's the point that we're getting to now, and we'll see how the LPGA responds. Well, here's the thing: Co- college ath- athletics, for the most part. For the most part, all these college sports don't really make any money. They don't make money for the colleges. Mm. Football might Mm. at major colleges. Basketball might. But the rest really are taking money. Mm -hmm. And so the losses are what's going to matter whether it comes to uh, you know, women's sports and colleges, if right. men start right. uh, getting involved in dominating, you're not going to have people willing to pay to see that happen. And right. Right. and so that plus, as we have said before, that plus, uh, uh, you know, 
the uh, uh, the trial lawyers. Right. That's that's yeah. what's going to that's what's going to change all of this right. when all this is eventually uh, uh, challenged. But it really gets to the point of just being ridiculous. But as we started out on the show today, it's still you know when you look at everything that's happened the last couple of days, and even Republicans saying, "Oh, Republicans are at a disadvantage." No, they're not. No, they can explain everything that happened here. And looking at that one story of uh, you know uh, the White House now. And remember, they were pounding yesterday that the president is this helpless victim who hasn't been able to do anything for three years. Right. And Corrine Jean-Pierre was defending, no, he couldn't, no, no, sorry, no, just mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Democrats were in charge day one across the board. Right. Well, it doesn't matter. Republicans getting in the way. Republicans, he can't do anything. He can't do anything. And then the story from NBC at a uh, little after 8 o'clock tonight saying, White House now considering executive action. Right. Yeah. So you look at the insane positions that they hold on the border which really it was almost the insanity continued with saying okay uh but if five thousand cross well uh then we're gonna have to close the border Mm -hmm. no close the border close the border close the border do it right there's nothing immoral or wrong with what we are proposing because we propose because we uh like trump when he argued with jim acosta the one time he wasn't actually arguing with acosta because acosta wasn't listening to him but when Acosta got kicked out, that whole thing, uh, Trump was talking about the fact that we need legal immigration because we don't have the people. And right. we don't have a baby boom anymore. Right. We don't have women coming into the workforce like they did. If you want economic growth, you're going to need people. You're going to have to have legal immigration. Now, the public isn't there yet. Well, yeah, we're trying to the finish up the first part of it right? in, in, in the grand debate. But if you're not going to close the border, you don't have a chance of legal immigration being approved in this country. By the way, to a greater extent, I prefer it to be the way it is now because it used to be almost a discussion in the abstract. Actually, it wasn't the abstract. It was, well, we can talk about amnesty, but first let's seal the border. Well, the American people right now are saying we can talk about we're not even going to talk about visas or changing the visa program until we seal the border. We want the border sealed. The majority of the American people want the border secured. And that's a good thing because it's not about the, it used to be that it seemed like conservatives were the ones saying, you know, back in that whole amnesty debate. Nope, no amnesty until we can show that we can enforce the border. But now we're at the point where the American people are saying, nope, seal the border and get back to us later on even talking about visas. Right. Forget about amnesty. Even talking about visas is not on the table until we solve this. And and I think that's a good thing because it it hopefully means there will be a push for the solution. We'll see. Because I think Republicans can can simply sell and and you saw – the uh, Republicans, the senators attacking their leadership, going, we don't know why our leadership is doing this. They're coming yeah. right out. And I'm going, that's how you be blunt. You're blunt and saying, we need new leadership. We need people that wish to actually secure the border here. And so you could, just because McConnell did something does not mean it taints the entire Republican Party, who the vast majority of the Republican Party in Congress was against this bill. Right. And you look at the, the, the people that were for it. They've been in Congress for quite a long time. And in the and 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 in the Senate, so you can still fight this. You fight it on the merits of everything that's going on. And then Biden, because you didn't do it, now is talking about, according to NBC News, talking about okay, well, we got to put through some executive orders to stop what's going on at the border. 
Well, if that happens, that's another win for the Republicans. Right. And so on the and on the transgender movement, I mean, that's the problem that they have. If you take and, and we've taken this before and said, look, you can have compassion. Uh, for the you know, for uh, what it's uh, called, gender dysphoria, right, that it's called mm-hmm. uh, it is it's a it's a, a, a mental issue. Democrats admit it's a mental issue, that there are mental problems involved here. Why? Because it's Democrats who won't say, they won't come right out and tell you that a man can be a woman because a man says so. They'll say you have to agree with them because if you don't, they'll commit suicide. They've said it repeatedly. They have said it repeatedly. That's been the argument. They don't argue that you're wrong. They'll call you a transphobe. They'll call you names, but the names is based on the fact that you have no compassion because you wish to tell the truth, and compassion is lying. So these uh, that uh, transgenders won't attempt or successfully commit suicide. Right. That's their argument. And then if you say, well, then there seems to be a, a mental issue here. You're a bigot. You're a transphobe. Right. Well, you just said more people wish to commit suicide. Right. Well, yes, because they're upset of what you of what you say about them. Well, if somebody wishes to commit suicide by something that I say, they have a mental challenge, a mental problem. If you're asking a question out of a genuine concern for the issue, you're a transphobe. Remember when... Was it Holly or Tom Cotton? I was trying to think of uh, asked who it that was. question to the Berkeley professor. Yeah, he was asking questions. Yeah, just for asking and, a question. And and she said, "Well, that's transphobic and that's right. bigoted." He goes, well, "I'm asking questions about transgenderism." Yeah. Yes, and asking the questions upsets transgenders, yeah. and they may commit suicide because of what you're saying. Right. That was her response right. to the senator. So we're not making up any of this. We're just observing what has happened. And I believe she was a. Uh, a professor from Berkeley mm. there. So these are the still the incredibly radical positions uh, that the, uh, the the left holds and Republicans can still make effective arguments against it. And even with the impeachment of of uh, of Mayorkas, you can still that it gives you the opportunity to still criticize him for what he is actually doing and still talking about the fact that for how long he said the border is secure. So you know the administration's been pathologically lying about the situation right. at the border. Right. Until about six months ago when, I don't know if maybe Mark Mayorkas wasn't making an appearance for a while. And so he, he didn't lie for a while. Yeah, exactly. And so that's one of the challenges. <laughs> and, and finally, this story I, I do like. Hmm? Animal rights organization PETA has urged the largest amusement ride manufacturer in Kansas to end the production and sale of animal-themed carousels. Children learn to play and teaching them to have respect and compassion for all living, feeling beings can help create a more just and merciful world. Oh, okay, am I on the wrong carousel? Because are, 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 is someone making carousels where you go live on a carousel animal. and and it's a live animal, or or are they making carousels where it, it depicts uh, you know slaughtering the animal and eating it, or you know what what's the problem with it again? You ride a horsey. Oh, what about unicorns? Are those they're not even real? Well, maybe while well, they're the left. Oh so wait they a think minute! In that, in that Clint Eastwood movie, didn't that 
Didn't the guy crash down into the carousel and fall onto a unicorn's horn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, exactly. That's the one where he's at that ocean town and he's. Yeah. It's a great every, movie. Everybody's trying to kill him and he gets out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. It's. Maybe there's a carousel somewhere with real animals on it. I, I, I missed that when I was a kid. I, I didn't see it. I have a question. How come there's not a cat carousel? All cats, big cats. They don't have time for that. Cats are very busy individuals. And frankly, they don't want you messing with their stuff. Does Peter realize that everybody uses every one of these stories? It's just pure it's, entertainment. It's a joke. It's, it's just it's, every time they issue any kind of concern... It just becomes a joke. Remember beer over milk? <laughs> beer is healthier than milk. Now, I'll, I'll tell you, on Frosted Flakes, that's true. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's our calling. I'm Gary McNamara. And now it's the uh, support, the eligibility uh, ruling for Trump. Trump's eligible yeah. to run for president. Yes, he is. I mean, it's, it's, it's just it's it's insane. A, it's stupid. Right. I mean, it's gotten to the point of being stupid. Yep, it is. Uh, to sit there and say, uh, you know, uh, because of insurrection, there was no charge of insurrection no. in any case for any of the people but I'm a involved judge in it whatsoever. And, and I think it was insurrection. It doesn't matter. He wasn't convicted of it. No. He wasn't charged with it uh, and convicted right. of it. And if he was, you'd have a point. If that were the case, now you've got a case. Right. But if you had the point, who was the one to make him inel- ineligible? Congress, not mm-hmm. the states. Right. So there's two sections here. Yeah. There's the fact that he didn't commit. There's no evidence that it was an insurrection. Mm-hmm. And number two, even if it was... The law is clear. Congress deals with it, not the states individually. Right. This should be nine nothing. Right. No, you're right. Unless you've been you've been saying that, I think, from the beginning since the whole Colorado thing. I don't think it will be, but it right. should be. It should be nine nothing because mm-hmm. it can't be clear under the Constitution. Right. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're gonna pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.